Like, if we're out for dinner and I'm, like, ready to get out of there, I, I still have to text him. And the problem with him is that he loves to show people things on his phone, like pictures or videos. And I'm like, when is the right time to send the text that says, let's get out of here? Tell that dinner the other day. She sent it when the guy was looking at the phone. And he's like, and he was like, uh, this does, is this is a great video. Oh, and by the way, your wife desperately wants to leave this dinner. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In-House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In-House. For this week's episode, a true fan favorite is returning. Welcome back, Brandon. Woohoo! And if you missed my previous episodes with Brandon, make sure you check them out because we cover a lot of ground about our relationship, like how we met, our wedding, becoming parents, as well as how we resolve disagreements. And continuing those thoughts, I want to dive into how we look to make time for each other and ourselves in the midst of our own incredibly busy professional lives. That magical work-life balance, which I've talked about on the podcast in the past, is a balance we all struggle to find. So let's get into some of the good stuff that I'm sure he's going to love talking about. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start off with talking about how we find time to be together outside of everything else in our lives. But I feel like we pretty much do everything together, yeah. regardless of like it being for us or just... Or for work, we pretty much do everything together. I know. I, we spent a lot of time together. Although you did tell me that yesterday that we've been spending time together and we're kind of like, you know, bros. I really, I actually feel like sometimes when, you know, we're, we both have parents that choose to do every single thing together. They are inseparable. So I feel like we kind of, like that was what we looked up to growing up. So we both are naturally just like that. But I feel like when when people are so comfortable and you do the same things, you know, together every day and you go everywhere together and all of your errands are done together and, you know, going out for dinners, like we don't ever like, well, I guess you do. But like we don't go for like girls dinners or guys dinners. Maybe you do. But um, sometimes it could just get like kind of, you know, like we're like best friends rather than like romantic and you gotta you know check yourself yeah i know but it's not so easy because i think also the the kind of the broy relationship like that's my my uh that's my partner in crime over there you know type like that's my bro that sometimes is not a bad thing no it's not a bad thing but like you don't want to lose the romanticism of a relationship like you need to like also remember do what do we do professionally like that we you know because we both work full-time we're both pretty much at the office or focused on work 24 7 aside from the kids how do we separate that um i think we have our shows which is big yeah netflix hbo max yeah but that's not separating work i'm saying like what do we i mean we don't so like i feel like this podcast is literally going to be all about (laughs) we do like Brandon's very involved in my work. Yeah. And I mean, he def- his work is definitely his own thing. But, no, but he- I try to include you in a lot of things. Yeah. Like we go for dinners with clients, clients or tons of stuff like that. It's important because right. it's a partnership. I think that like, you know, sometimes, 
you know, clients and relationships. They want to go to dinner with their wives or their significant other. So it's important to have that, you know, united front. Yeah. So like it's tough to separate. Right. So, Brandon, what do you look forward to when it's just us? It's it's I like when it's just us because I get to learn new things, you know, that happened in your day, like because we're always so caught up in like the routines of life. And like, you know, you never hear little things like little details, you know, so like. Of course, you always get a phone call if something, you know, big happens. But like, you're never like talking about little things that happen throughout the day. I feel like and we like, do. Oh, I f- no, but like, you're not telling me throughout the day. I mean, I'm so busy with what I'm doing. You're busy with what you're doing. I tell you, you just don't answer. Oh, well, maybe I have to do a better job answering. But it's nice to be able to sit down and actually hear, you know, from you about those little things. Because the little details add up to uh, bigger details and bigger part of the story and to me, hearing like how you felt about a certain thing that happened that week, to me, that's always a uh, fun thing. Like I get excited to be just uh, together, the both, you know, the two of us, so I can yeah. learn more about like little things that happened in during your day that maybe you didn't bring up to me, that maybe you right. didn't even think were important because sometimes a small detail can be really important in the way you think about things. What are our favorite shows right now? What are we binging? That's our time together. Shining Girls. Mm-hmm. The shine is it the Shining Girls or just Shining the sh- Girls? The Shining Girls. That's fantastic. So good on Apple TV. I really liked Severance, but you you didn't you didn't made me feel. You weird. thought that was too metaversy. Yeah, it made me feel weird. We like um we liked Candy. We like the Staircase. Like we like to binge on true crime. Totally. That's we connect on that for sure. Definitely connect on that. I think like. I, I kind of like shows. I think that where we differ are like, you know, so shows that like Severance. Like, I think like. Well, no, I, st- I watched like a few episodes of it. I just didn't. It just didn't make me feel good. I don't like not that the crime shows make me feel good, but like there was something it was too much to like think about. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that you like don't want to like spend the time to like really dig in. You want to be entertained right away, like from from like the shows. Yeah. Not not like that's a bad thing. I mean, some people don't want to like have to like, you know, yeah. you spend so much time thinking during the day, you're like thought out by the time, you know, get home to relax. I'm, I'm the staircase is very good, though. Yeah, the staircase is good. What are your thoughts on texting and calling during the day, during the work hours? I mean, like for importance, I'm not like, hey, what's up? I'd be like, what What do you want? Like, if I ever said to you, like, hey, what's up? You would be like, what do you want? No, I I would be excited because you don't ever text me anymore. I know, but you would think that it would, nice. then you would accuse me of trying to text you because I wanted something. Well, I would, if you actually asked for something afterwards, then yes, I'd be upset. But right. if you were just writing me just to say, hi, what's up? Then I usually know that means something good's happening to you, so... Really? At work. Yeah, otherwise you don't write me. Oh, so you think if I'm not writing you, that's it's bad? <laughs> this... No, I just think, I just know when you do write me that you're having a good day. Yeah, because when I get good news, you're the first person I want to share. But you don't me. tell me the news, you just are nice. You're nicer when you're having a good day. What about calls? You don't, he, he's not nice when I call him during the day. No. He's like, is everything okay? I'm in a meeting. He's probably not in a meeting. He just doesn't want to talk to me. But I put you on um, emergency so that even when I have uh, 
do not disturb you you get to call yeah, should we tell you get the story through. of what happened when you didn't answer the phone when you needed to no we don't have to go into that when um we were in the hamptons a few summers ago esme was like nine months and i was home alone with her and ruby and brandon was out and I heard uh, Esme making a weird sound in her crib. It was like 9.45 at night. And I went in there and she was like wheezing and her lips and face and hands, everything was blue and purple. She couldn't breathe. I ran downstairs. I called 911. They sent an ambulance. And while they're sending the ambulance, I'm trying to like get my baby to breathe. I'm calling Brandon like 50 times and he just doesn't answer the phone. Could you imagine your husband not answering the phone? It was the fourth quarter. Anyway, it turns out she had, um, it was called Strider. It's like a weird thing that goes along with croup at a young age. That's very scary. She ended up being totally fine, thank God. But now, ever since then, Brandon, he pulled up to the house with an ambulance outside and our kid inside. So he is traumatized and now always answers my calls. Well, exactly. It's like a, a trauma. It's like, I see you calling. I just think, you know, right away, ambulance. And <laughs> what, a wonder, what a wonderful way to live. God forbid. Oh, <laughs> it's really, my wife. By the way, must be maybe horrible you orchestrated news. this whole thing and like made it so that your husband, when he sees you calling, thinks ambulance. Oh, my God. <laughs> and picks up immediately. Well, it worked. Yeah. It worked. So whatever you're doing, keep keep doing it. For sure. Definitely worked. Has there been a moment recently or in the past that you felt we were the most in sync? Hmm. I, I, I feel in sync with you a lot. I, I don't know if I could put my finger on one moment without hurting anyone's feelings. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's we're a kind of like I think we're kind of like, you know, you know, we it know, we know. We, yeah, we know. Well, no, I think, though, like a lot of times, you know, with respect to some decision making, We'll kind of like know exactly what each other want, you know. I think we've gotten much better at that. Yeah, I guess so. What does that mean? I don't know. Just like I feel like it could be something as stupid as like you know leaving a place earlier, or oh, you know, yeah. Uh, he, you don't really pick up on that. Like if we're out for dinner and I'm like ready to get out of there. No, I know. I I, actually... I still have to text him, and the problem with him is that he loves to show people things on his phone, like oh, yeah. pictures or videos. And I'm like, when is the right time to send the text that says, let's get out of here? Tell him that dinner the other day. She sent it when the guy was looking at the phone. And he's like, remember that? We're in the sushi meal. And he was like, uh, this does is this is a great video. Oh, and by the way, your wife desperately wants to leave this dinner. <laughs> Wait, when, <laughs> when was that? Uh, Wait, when was that? I remember. We had oh, the sushi. Yeah, oh, Andrew, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, your wife. <laughs> he said, this video I mean, is incredible. Oh, my God, this is hilarious. Oh, and by the way, as he's handing the phone back to me, your wife desperately wants to leave this dinner. <laughs> I can't. That's hilarious. But it's also not hilarious when it's just four people. So we're not really in sync with that. No, but like more important decisions. Like to me, that's like. Oh, yeah. I mean, more important decisions. It's like. We're very much on the same page. Like what so. to order, you know, like more, way more important. And that's more important? Of course. 
Do you want to talk about our recent trip to Barbados? What was, was there any good stories or experiences? Oh, that was so much fun. But it was nice to go away. I mean, Brandon's totally fine. Well, we went to Barbados because we had a birthday party, a 40th birthday celebration. And we were very excited. Well, yes, Brandon was very excited to go. I had severe, like severe anxiety. I was really, that was the first time I was leaving all three of the kids. I was very impressed by you, though. What do you mean? I was like so sick the first night. I had like a horrific migraine. But you were, you were, I think it must have been anxiety more than like, you know, mind over matter. It was the worst migraine I think I've ever had in my entire life. It was the most horrible experience. You had, but like, I felt like it was building up because you were already anxious about going. I was was so anxious. And then it was like, we got there and like, okay, let's go the first night. And then you were like out. And then you were getting angry with me for staying with you and then not staying with you. And I didn't know if I should stay or go or stay or go. Then I guess you're just supposed to do the opposite. You were like, go. Then I stayed. And then you were like, stay. And I left. I, I don't know what, what I was doing. And I then I walked outside where you said, because you said, no, I definitely think you should go to the first night. You know, and then I, I was planning on figured we were going to be heading home in the morning. And then you just showed up and you trucked right through it. I was very proud well, of you. Well, I, I took a lot of medication to get rid of that headache. And when it went away, I was totally fine. But I will say that to me, it's like, I want to go away with my husband. I love the idea of like traveling to like beautiful places, which we've done a million times in the past. We're very fortunate to be able to have done that. But to me, it's like, I don't know if it's worth it. Like, it's just not worth it because of how bad my anxiety is. And it just ruins the experience for me. I can't even like focus on my husband or the fact that we're able to get away just us two because I'm so anxious about leaving my kids, I'm so anxious about like any change in my routine. I need my routine. And if there's change to it, it really throws me for a loop and it like, it screws me up. But what's so annoying is that the day after like the anxiety subsides and I'm there and everything's fine. I'm like, why did I make myself get like, why did I do that to myself? Like I'm going home in two days. Like I want to be able to enjoy this, you know? just not worth it to me sometimes. Like I would be happy to just go with you to, I don't know, drive like upstate or something. That'd be fun. Or just like go, Brandon, Ruby's behind you. Do you want to join the podcast? Yeah, bring her in. Would you like to say a couple of things? Hey, come sit on my lap. Ruby, do you like when mommy and daddy go away on vacation? Just us two? No. No, right? No. Do you want us to keep going away on vacations? No. No. No way. No, but why don't you tell mommy what you said? You said you wanted to go to Philadelphia. I want to go to Philadelphia. And then? California. Yeah. Oh, you love California. She wants to go to Philadelphia and California. She wants to live She's a California for 100 girl. years. In Cal- California. I knew you were going to say that. How did you know that? Because Ruby loves California. Really? I like it about the, the pancakes. Oh, you like the pancakes there? What about mommy's pancakes? Mommy's too. Okay. You don't like New York pancakes? What do you think? All the chefs went to California that make good pancakes? They didn't have any chefs here in New York that make good pancakes? I highly doubt that. All right. All right, babe. Let her go. Okay. I'll see you later. Brandon, what is the balancing act of your professional life plus a parent while still aiming to meet your own personal wants and needs? It's a loaded question. 
Yeah, no, I think there is no balance. It's impossible to find the balance. I, I mean, I try every day to try to figure it out. Like, you know, I, someone said something that really resonated with me, um, that children, like, they don't remember if you weren't with them for a week straight, for 10 days straight. But when you are with them, they remember that moment that you are with them. So like, it's about having really powerful quality. quality over quantity, because sometimes you could work so hard, you don't ever see them, you couldn't tuck them in. But then the d- night that you do get to tuck them in, if you make that moment really powerful and, and you know, really, you know, put your phone down and, and take the time to be present, yeah. um, that's what the kids remember, which I thought was so interesting. Yeah, I agree. It's very true. That I think is really interesting. So I've been trying yeah. to do that. I don't think my story of balancing would be very different. I feel like my whole day is a balance, but it's all it's very uneven. I feel like some days I'm great with the kids and I'm full time parent and doing a terrible job with work. And then the next day it flips. So, you know, I think every day I'm just doing the best that I can to balance the two. But like, I wouldn't, I need both of those things. Like I need the work for myself. Like I wouldn't be able to be a good mother if I didn't have something that was just for me, separate from being a mother, you know? Like me personally, like I like to have that. You do a good job. I I try. I don't know if there's really like an, an answer to balancing it all. I think it's just doing the best you can every day and, and, trying to do better the next day, you know? But some days I just have to accept that, like, I'm going to, like, yesterday, you know, was probably meant nothing to you, but, like, to me, I was, like, I had to leave my kids for the full day on Sunday, and Brandon was on full Which duty. was so great for me, by the way. I had the best time struggling with them. I honestly thought it was so fun. I, we went to Dave & Buster's. We had the whole place to ourselves. It was so much fun. I went to the Hamptons to pack up all of our stuff from his parents' house to move into the rental that we'll be in this summer. So I felt really guilty. But And yesterday, Sunday was the only free day that I was able to go do that without work or school or any schedule. So I felt so guilty yesterday leaving them. But that's all okay. crazy because you spent all day Saturday it with doesn't, them. I and you spent all like, day with them during the week too. I feel like every day to me is like a fresh, like a, the, every morning it's a fresh start. It's like a new day. Like yesterday doesn't matter. Like today matters. Like I, I don't even think about that. It's just the wrong way to think about it. I know, but that's how I think. And I had to kind of just like let go and be like, you know, I'm a human being. Like I have to do other things, you know, and it wasn't even something that was for me. I don't like, I don't want to go sit in your parents' house and pack up everyone's stuff and put them into duffels and clean out all of our, like, it was not an enjoyable thing to go do. Like if I was leaving to go get like a massage and like, I get feeling, you know, but I still, I felt guilty leaving them on a Sunday. And then when I came and, you know, Ruby's always like, don't leave me. So that's always, you know, tough to hear but you're right they don't remember like today's an, a new day and they don't even remember it right. they don't remember that at all and, and you spend all day saturday with that it's like you know yeah. you shouldn't feel guilty like that i think that i mean i know it's impossible it's easier to say than do but yeah. you really shouldn't feel guilty 
because you're so you've always been so involved with something navy and you're you're so passionate about that my business and you've helped bring it to you know where it is today with our CEO and and you know how far something navy has come how do you find time to focus on your own business and current because I think people are curious like you know you are so involved in my world um, that not a lot of people really know, which could be another podcast, but not a lot of people really know about your world and current and your business and career. So how do you find, you know, a balance between yours and something Navy? It's a, it's a good question. I mean, it's so funny because so much of what I learn from going through everything that we went through with your business and like just being able to see how it, is from a company's perspective and as a company that's growing and watching a company grow from the inside and having that like front row seat to the start of a company and the company's second stage, third stage, and and every single milestone that the company reaches, I'm able to use that knowledge and really apply it to what I do in real estate. And it's so right. interesting because, you know, and my employees, um, my partner, they, they sort of, they tell me this every day that they are learning from me because they love seeing my perspective, um, take on the perspective of our clients. I can put right. myself in our client's shoes, walk into a space, think about what I would want if I, if it was my company. And it's so, it's so much easier. Like it's, it's something that's just said, but it, but right. it starts to become innate when you've experienced it yourself. So, you know, it goes down to something as uh, something like construction or like build right. out what a build out is going to cost me, um, you know, what what where I have to worry about in terms of margins, in terms of expenses and things like that. And like when I put myself in a client's shoes, they're they're blown away. They 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 want to work with you because you're no longer just a service provider. You're an advice. You're you're an advisor. Right. You're you're thought of as an equal you're thought of as, as, as someone that can be their trusted ally. So I always look at it like such a, you know, the way I'm able to, you know, really bring it back to my own businesses, I'm learning every day. And you know this, right? Like I, especially from your CEO, I, I ask a million questions and I'm asking them from the perspective of, okay, great. This is me thinking about what's best for the company and for, for my wife. But at the same time, I'm also thinking and learning for my own business. And it's, it's become a, a tremendous value add um, for both myself and for our clients to have that perspective. Right. That's great. All right. Do we have any advice for anyone listening? What we hope to teach our daughters about balance as they get older for their professional lives and their own personal needs. I think my advice would be to just find someone that supports you. There's really nothing more that you can ask for than a supportive partner. I feel like it allows you to feel confident in balancing as much as you want to balance. You know, it could be several jobs and being a parent, no jobs and being a full-time parent, whatever you decide to, you know, do, but to always make sure that the person you choose to spend your life with is extremely supportive. And, and I think is also willing to to push, push you. I think I definitely, you know, get a lot of pushback because of my pushing you to do things that sort of outside of your comfort zone. But I think in the end, you appreciate it. 
I think like I definitely, even with the business and everything, I pushed you, you know, you could have just kept it the way it was going and been like an influencer and, uh, you know, yeah, just did brand deals and that's it. And I kind of like kept pushing and pushing and pushing because I felt I saw something that, you know, could be incredible. And yeah. I know that was a lot for you because you didn't really feel like that was maybe even in your, you know, wheelhouse. That was something that wasn't something that you were really comfortable, yeah. you know, wanting to do. It, you didn't want it and almost, and right. you, know, you still get the pushback even to this day. But I think yeah. that having that partner that's not afraid to push, you know, when he thinks that there's light at the end of the tunnel or he or she thinks that, you know, good will come out of it. And even if it doesn't go well, like at least, you know, you tried, you know, and at yeah. least he pushed you and was supportive, of course, of your own decision making, but, but like, wasn't afraid to say maybe something different and like, you right. know, challenge you. Right. Because right. it's so easy to just be supportive and, oh, great job. And like, oh, awesome. You did great. And uh, or, or you know, and not mm -hmm. and not and leave it at that. Right? Um, right. It's another thing to like say, no, maybe this could be better. Or, like give an honest opinion or push someone to reach their full potential. There could be a lot of pushback for that. But I think in the end and I think there was um, with us. But I think we're in such a great place now and we're so happy that we pushed each other further than we thought yeah. we could go. Well, thank you for joining me again on the podcast. As a team, we've built such a beautiful, loving family, and I love being able to share a slice of that for my followers. Just a uh, slice, not the whole pie. Not the whole pie. Which, speaking of, thank you to all the listeners out there for joining us. Reach out to us with any questions about the podcast or who you want us to bring on. You could DM us on Instagram at Something Navy, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week.